everyone and welcome back to the 20-something girl podcast. I'm your host Courtney Robinson and I am so happy you're here. Welcome back you guys. Another episode, another week. (laughs) How's everyone doing? You know, I feel like I say this a lot. I say this a lot every day to the people that are always around me and I do feel like I say this a lot on here to you guys listening too. But is anyone else feeling like this year is going by so crazy fast? Like the fact that it is halfway through November already blows my mind. And that Christmas is even, is like literally around the corner. And you know what? I made a pact myself that I am not going to pull a typical Courtney and go shopping like the week before Christmas. I am going to 100% have my poop together this year because you know what happens is I wait till December to start kind of thinking of ideas for people and maybe start thinking about going shopping, whatever it is. And when December hits, I'm so busy with so many other things just like everyone else is like you know extended holiday hours maybe for work um christmas parties just getting together with family and friends and just like everything is kind of heightened in the holidays especially in december so this year i'm making it a goal of mine to start christmas shopping and christmas decorating and all this stuff like now like this week (laughs) And it might be bold, and I think I'm saying it on here with you guys because I want someone to hold me accountable, and if I come on here the week before Christmas and say that I haven't done any shopping, you guys are fully allowed to call me on it, and yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. But I will say I started making lists, so kind of you know, figuring out who I'm actually buying gifts for and just jotting down any idea that comes to mind. That way, maybe when I go to start shopping or start looking, whatever, I kind of already have a little bit of a guideline. And I think that's just one way that I'm going to be ahead of the game this year because, yeah, I'm so predictable every single year i am all talk and say i'm gonna start shopping early i'm gonna start getting ready i'm gonna be prepared and then every single year it is literally the week before christmas and i'm doing the stuff so i think being prepared and the fact that i have started jotting down ideas and lists for you know maybe what to get my boyfriend my sister my parents whatever who else i need to buy for um starting with lists is a good start you guys (laughs) i have high hopes for this year's holiday shopping but you know one thing i've been really loving that i've been seeing people post and every year you know there's some variation of this that goes around but i've been loving seeing people's different gift guides so like gift guide for the high-end friend gift guide for the I saw one today with for the like Lululemon obsessed friend 
Like, I love those. I think those are really helpful. And I don't know, I've been seeing some good ones this year. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we are not at Christmas yet. We are still ahead of the game, like I said. But other than that, a little tangent, you know, not a whole lot is going on with me. Just trying to, I think what's on my mind right now is prepping for Christmas, which is crazy. But that's just the biggest thing work-wise and personally-wise. I think we're going to... Yeah, I'm just all Christmas in my head, I think. <laughs> and I hope, cross my fingers, I hope um, we get to set up a tree this weekend here at my house and fully kind of get in the Christmas spirit around here. But yeah, other than that, you know what? I don't have a ton of updates today for you. Life is pretty casual, chill, you know, you know how it goes. But I will say, I uploaded a bonus episode, as you guys probably saw, on Sunday. And I just want to say thank you for the love on that one. Like, honestly, I really, really appreciate it. I got some really, really nice messages. And thank you so much for reciprocating that and or interpreting that episode as what it was and I'm really happy people connect with it. But as for today's episode, we are not talking about Christmas in today's episode. <laughs> we are talking about a topic that I have yet to discuss on here, which is really exciting. It's also kind of, you know, a big topic that I want to talk about today. And one that I don't necessarily dive into. I haven't shared all the details of what we're going to get into today with a lot of people. And that is, it makes the whole conversation maybe feel a little bit vulnerable and um, personal. So yeah, with that, I mean, I feel like we should just get right into things. As you can tell by the title, I am sharing five things therapy has taught me. And I have kind of narrowed it down to five general lessons that I feel like I've really taken away from my journey in therapy. And I just want to share them because I think it's a really important conversation to have. And you know what? Ever since I started thinking about the podcast and starting it like a year ago, <laughs> which is crazy. Wow, I haven't even said that out loud. That's been a year since I thought about starting the podcast. But yeah, ever since I started even coming up with this idea and going for it, I knew that, that this was a topic and conversation I wanted to bring to the space because I think it's part of just my personal 20-something girl journey and how I take care of myself and genuinely a large part of my life and I think a lot of people can say the same and I just want to normalize the conversation, be a part of normalizing the conversation because I feel like there are a lot of platforms and a lot of people talking and sharing their journey about, you know, what they go through with their mental health, how they take care of themselves, all of this stuff. And if I could 
be a part of the conversation and continue that through our little podcast here. I think it can only, you know, make things better, right? (laughs) So yeah, we are talking about therapy today and I just really wanted to share my own story with it and my takeaways from, you know, my own journey and all this stuff because like I've been saying, it is so important to talk about it and to just continue to normalize, you know, going to therapy and talking about your mental health status, you know, whether it be, you know, a really good day or a really bad day and what those struggles look like because honestly, I, I'm very open about my mental health now that I've gotten a little bit more of control over what I'm experiencing, how to interpret my feelings, and how to express them, I think has been a really big game changer for me. But that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going around to every person I meet and telling them my <laughs> what I struggle with and how I'm working on myself. So it's really a fine line of being vulnerable and also being comfortable with sharing what you want to put out there, you know, especially for myself. I think that's kind of why I haven't done an episode like this yet and why I don't talk about it a lot because not that I'm embarrassed or ashamed or can't talk about it because I'm so happy to be in a place where I can now reflect and share about everything. Um, but that doesn't mean I always, I, I guess that doesn't mean that I've, you know, known how to put it into words, especially on to share it like this with you guys who happen to be listening. (laughs) But yeah, so I've been going to therapy for about four and a half years consistently and regularly going to my therapist who I've connected with almost almost five years ago, which is absolutely crazy how fast time has gone in the grand scheme of things. But I connected with this lady super easy. She's I was I feel really lucky to have connected with someone right off the hop you know, and yes, it was, you know, a little bit of a learning curve with the whole experience, but I think it can be really discouraging for people who don't connect with a therapist right away, where in my experience, I was really happy to kind of automatically feel a safe, comfortable space that I was really open to sharing what I was going through with this lady. And let me just say, like, I am one of the biggest advocates for therapy. It definitely helped me through some crazy times and also it helped me work through normal life things, not just the crazy traumatic experiences I've gone through. It's also helped me with navigating my confidence, navigating how to go about establishing myself in, you know, my own life. And it's helped me through a lot. 
just right off. I <laughs> just want to say that it's helped me through a lot, but it all it ultimately helps me and guides me to understand things I'm struggling with. And I think that's one of my biggest takeaways um, in general from therapy is having the ability to have an outside perspective help you and guide you to understand what you're struggling with, whether it be anxiety or, you know, depression or anything, anything. And I think one note before we get even any deeper into it is that you don't have to have any, quote, trauma or traumatic experience to make going to therapy valid. Honestly, I encourage people to just go and have an outlet for someone to listen. It can be really, really comforting, and that's why I encourage it to anyone who's thinking about it. Just go give it a shot, you know? Um, because I, I'll say I had a very, I've had a very positive experience through my journey. But, <laughs> I started going to therapy because I was dealing with anxiety. I struggle with anxiety constantly. It is just a part of who I am and a part of my life. And the thing about it is it comes in waves, you know? It doesn't just disappear. Nothing just disappears. It all just kind of surfaces you know, at different levels at different times in your life. So I struggle with anxiety and I really noticed that about five years ago. And that kind of discovery of these feelings, these not normal quote feelings also led me to feel in a depressive state. So I definitely went through a depressive period in my life where, you know, I wasn't taking care of myself because I was quite honestly, I felt disconnected with who I was and what I wanted and everything in between. I just felt very, very disconnected. And that kind of led me to go down into a depressive state where my anxiety just kind of heightened. It was very apparent that little things would trigger me and put me into just kind of a little dark mind. And yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't myself. And quite honestly, I used to lay in bed in a dark room for hours because it was quite literally the only thing I could do, the only place I could be. I was, you know, disconnected from myself, therefore I felt disconnected from relationships, and so on. And you know, in this time in my life, it felt like kind of a slow build. It didn't feel like anything crazy had just happened and all of a sudden I wasn't doing okay. It was just kind of like this weird build of emotions and um, confusion, disconnection, all of these words that obviously have a negative connotation to them and negative effects on one's life. So 
yeah, flash forward to, you know, a couple months into this, I had dropped out of school, as I've shared on here before. I dropped out of college. I quit my job. I moved home into my parents' house. And frankly, that wasn't a part of my plan. <laughs> you know, when I moved, when I graduated high school, I moved out on my own with my best friend and things were so, so good. And I was so lucky to be able to have the opportunity to go and try college and try living with my best friend in a different city. And everything was so exciting. And I felt so lucky and blessed to be able to have these opportunities. But at the same time, it was this contrast where I wasn't happy. You know, why wasn't I happy to be in college just like everyone else? Why wasn't I happy embracing my independence and living on my own? You know, what happened and why did I stop taking care of myself? And, you know, all of these factors really turned into a feeling of failure. And it's kind of the feeling of, you know, the feeling of things not going according to plan. And it feels like it was your plan and you were the one in charge and you're the one that failed. And this is what ultimately led me to kind of this max state where I was super just lost. And it was a really sensitive, dark time in my life where events started to happen where, you know, I call them lessons now and they were super unfortunate, but it is what got me to, you know, taking the next step and starting to recognize problems and recognize um, certain behaviors that wasn't, that weren't me. And that's kind of when I realized and, you know, some really close people around me realized that like, okay, what is going on here? <laughs> You're not yourself and that this is not life. You want to live a full, full life and you can. You 100% can. So anyways, I began therapy. I got connected with a therapist, like I said, and she is so beautiful, so wonderful, um, the works, and I am so grateful to have her in my life. <laughs> and you know, as our journey has progressed, as my journey in therapy has progressed, I also have changed. You know, the person that first walked into her office is not who I am and is not, I'm not struggling with what that girl was struggling with anymore. You know, things evolve and things change with, you know, life events and every factor in your life affects your mental health. I truly, truly believe that. And so now, you know, I, I'm very open. I struggle a lot with anxiety. I have, you know, certain days where it's really hard to go to the grocery store. And that might seem weird, you know, if you you follow me and you keep up with, you know, either my personal or, 
even on the podcast here, it might sound weird because I'm such an advocate for, you know, going out and getting it done and X, Y, and Z, but sometimes I, I really even struggle going to the grocery store because my anxiety is so, so high. And that's something I'm currently working on. And I use that as an example, but it really is day by day for me. And I think it is for a lot of people. And I think really what this episode I want it to be is like, just remember that what we are consuming online, everyone has something that they're not sharing. And once again, I'm not not sharing because I'm embarrassed, I'm ashamed, I have anything like that because that's not where I am. It's just, you know, you don't always, this doesn't always come up first. (laughs) When you meet someone in a conversation, all this stuff, it's not the most, you know, approachable subject. But with that being said, you know, it's really, really real and it's a real part of my, my life. So, and you know what? My anxiety has changed over the years due to experiences that have happened to me and in my life. And I think one of the biggest things about therapy and that it's really helped me with is working through those experiences that are going to change you and that are going to, you know, make you feel scared to go to the grocery store and make you feel, you know worried about who's behind you. I don't know, those are kind of vague examples, but it's true. It's just honest. Um, But yeah, therapy is working. It allows you to have the space to work through the real experience you are feeling. So that's kind of where I'm at. I feel like I've kind of been a little bit anxious even sitting down and recording this episode even though I want to so bad. It is just such a vulnerable topic to talk about, Um, but I want to be a part of the conversation and I want to, if you at all relate to anything I have said, I want to talk about it and I want to be a safe space. So with that being said, I want to get into the five things therapy has taught me. Okay, the first thing I have here is I'm not perfect, nor is anyone. Now, these, all of the things I'm going to mention here probably sound like, well, duh, you're not perfect. Like, what, obviously you had to go to therapy to find that out. Like, no, it's understanding and believing that concept fully. Sometimes, honestly, when I get out of a therapy session, it's like, okay, she just pointed out the obvious, but she said it in a completely different way that completely stuck with me and it's now going to, you know, be something I'm going to take away. And this is one of those things. Is that, you know, the lesson of I'm not perfect, nor is anyone, is such a, you know, eye-opening think sometimes because I think sometimes we tend to put unrealistic expectations on ourselves and as well as others. You know, creating roles and ideas of what we should be rather than connecting with our reality and who we are and what we actually want. 
I feel like a lot of times society has encouraged us to fit this mold of try and have, you know, your perfect job, have a steady relationship, have um, thriving friendships, have a good family. Also, don't forget to look good. Don't forget to always have your hair done and all of this stuff. So when we consume that, it affects us and it makes us feel like when we're anything less than perfect and when anything in our life is maybe a little bit out of place or going through a, you know, a down wave, it makes us feel like we're not living up to something. And that's something that I think is really normal to go through and work through because the reality is we are never going to be perfect. We're never going to have all of our poop together. Like we're never going to have it all together forever. And at times, you know, we're going to have waves of, I got it going on. Like maybe I am perfect. Like I, I think it's normal to go in waves, but to be realistic with yourself and, you know, if your plan changes, I think about myself, I felt like such a failure and that was internally. That was because I was putting that pressure on who I expected myself to be, who I thought other people expected me to be, and all of this stuff that was just created in my head and no one no one was putting that on me. I was putting it on myself. And when I when my plan changed and things started to maybe change for me, I associated that with failure. When I now associate it with shift. I associate that time period in my life with transition. That was one of the biggest transitions I've had to go through in my life. And it might sound, um, you know, a little silly, but it's just true. And the reminder of it's okay not to have it all together. And it's okay not to be perfect because one, no one is. And maybe no one actually is expecting you to be perfect. So why are we holding ourselves to such a high degree, such a, on a, such a high pedestal when it's not realistic? And sometimes it can get really unhealthy too. And yeah, that's just something I have definitely learned through my journey of therapy and working through my experiences and my feelings and trying to connect and understand things a little bit better about myself is that, yeah, it is okay to, you know, have stuff pile up sometimes as long as we deal with it and understand that that's just 100% life. I also say, you know, I'm not perfect nor is anyone to also remind myself that other people are completely normal human beings too. We also can't hold those around us to such high expectations and such high standards if they happen to also be unrealistic. You know, if we are giving ourselves grace to not being perfection, we also have to hold that space for other people in our life, whether it be, you know, a friend or our parents or a relationship, you know, anything like that. 
all of us are people and we're all going through it. And if I'm not perfect, I know my best friend isn't either. And we're going to go through these waves and the ups and the downs and we're allowed to make mistakes and that is completely normal and that is how life is going to go. Don't get me wrong, like we need standards and we have limits and we have what we expect out of people, but we can't put people on a pedestal of perfection because that is just not reality and that is not... I don't think that's what we want either. I think it's what society makes us think we want, (laughs) but it's not actually what we want. Personally, I want to sit with someone who has quirks and who doesn't have it all figured out just as much, you know, and be normal with people, (laughs) which I think is a great lesson to come out of therapy because I think it also relieves a lot of pressure on people when we have this realization that, oh my gosh, I don't have to be perfect. (laughs) I'm not perfect. What do you mean? I can now finally breathe. (laughs) And it's just one of those things. And yeah. Okay. The second point I have here, I have also learned that there are so many things that are just strictly out of your control. You know, life is like 50% out of our control. (laughs) And that sometimes is really kind of a hard concept to grasp. I know for myself, when I'm feeling really anxious and when I'm going through anxious periods, all I want is control. All I want is to be able to control and predict and figure out how, for example, going to the grocery store is going to end up. (laughs) You know, I'm going to go to the grocery store and come home safe and it'll be great. And that's what we want. And I feel like something for myself when I, I know that my anxiety is just trying to control things, you know? So when I kind of grasp the concept of things, there are just some things in life that you cannot control. It is going to be out of the blue, it is going to be crazy, and it is going to be completely unpredictable, and there's not much you can do about it. (laughs) And that's been a really relieving thought for me because it takes the pressure off trying to control things. I don't know. I don't know about for you guys, but that's how I feel. And when I have experience trauma or traumatic experiences, I basically just said that the other way, but when I have gone through traumatic experiences, um, it's so hard not to put the blame on yourself. You know, if you hadn't been there, if I looked behind me, or if I had, you know, done this, done that, all of this stuff, but at the end of the day, that's not what happened. What happened was what actually played out. And that's what we have to work through and understand. And it's just facts. And I think something that gave me comfort when working through some of my previous experiences was knowing that, okay, there was nothing I could have done in these situations. It just happened. Things just happen. (laughs) 
and I came out of it and it's going to be okay. (laughs) Now in the same breath, I have also learned to gain control where I can contradict anxiety. I, like I kind of just talked about, my anxiety wants to control things. It wants to grasp at all of what it can control. And lots of times, like I said, it's things you can't control that you want to control. (laughs) And other times, understanding the concept of I can control my actions is really relieving to me at times. You know, I can control how long I stay somewhere. I can control where I choose to go. I can control who I choose to spend my time with. I can control how I express my feelings. All of these things are kind of reminders, positive reminders that, okay, you might not be able to control these unpredictable crazy life experiences in the good ways and the bad ways, but you can control how you you know, tell people you love them. You can control how long you put yourself in a situation. You can control how long you're going to maybe be in a social situation that gives you a little bit of anxiety. And when I was working through a really anxious time in my life, that's something that gave me a lot of comfort was knowing that, okay, but I am in control of me (laughs) and I'm the one running this ship (laughs) and I'm the one that can yeah that can leave at any time and who can express themselves and all of these things I think give a lot of comfort to myself and hopefully you know if you take something away hopefully all these things can give you comfort too but that's definitely something and a little, I like to call it a little tool in my toolbox (laughs) that I can pull out and say, okay, I've stayed at this social situation for an hour and I'm ready to go. So I'm going because I'm in control of how long I can stay comfortable somewhere for. And like I said before, all of these things kind of sound like I'm pointing out the obvious. Like, it's kind of like, um, yeah, Courtney, you had to go to therapy to figure out you could leave a situation. (laughs) You could leave a party because it was making you anxious. But it's like, it's all about working through it. Because when you are stuck in a specific mindset or, you know, if you're struggling a little bit with whatever it may be, Um, mental health wise, having someone guide you through these feelings and understanding that, you know, this overwhelming anxiety, anxious feeling you're feeling at a party. Okay. This is how you can kind of maybe help yourself. And it's just such a kind place to work through life. But one of the biggest lessons and definitely a core pillar in my therapy journey, my personal therapy journey, has been acknowledging mindfulness. Being mindful of how things make you feel, how you deal with stress, how you handle receiving and giving love, 
being in tune with your own anxiety symptoms. You know, all of these things allows you to take charge of how you react and handle situations. The more in tune we are with our own mindfulness and knowing how our personality and our body reacts to different situations is 1000% the key. (laughs) And I say that, but it's like, it's so true. Like once you grab a hold of being mindful of your own body and your own reactions, your own feelings, your own emotions, your own anxiety, your own stress, all of these things, we become connected with ourselves again. And I think that's one of the, that's something I definitely found was once I became mindful of who I was, what I wanted, how I express myself, how I deal and what symptoms look like what, I became reconnected with who I wanted to be and who I was and all of this stuff kind of started to align again. And that became, that came from connecting with my own mindfulness of myself. (laughs) And that was huge. And I think that was, like I said, a core, a pillar of my own journey has been connecting and becoming mindful of who I am, what I want, all the things, all the things. The last point I have for today's episode is therapy has taught me to acknowledge the waves of life. With all of the ups in life, there are going to be downs. And with all of the downs, there are going to be ups. And that is okay. You know, if we're sitting in a down moment, in a down period, just know that it is going to pick back up again. We are going to go through an up cycle and find ourselves again, connect, feel inspired, feel all of these positive things, feel loved, feel, you know, worthy. All of these important words are going to come back to us. And I think that's been really... um, like important for me is when we are feeling low and when we are going through a time where things are feeling a little off because that's normal um just to know that this is just a moment this is just a phase and we are gonna pull back up in like two seconds (laughs) and then we might get brought back down again but we're gonna know how to pull ourselves back up And I think that's a big part of taking care of yourself and taking the reins on your own mental health is when you're up, work on your own therapy toolbox, you know, work on ways to stay up, encourage yourself, love yourself, all of these things so that when you do go through an inevitable down period, a low point, we all have them, we all go through them. When you go through that point, we know how to get ourselves back up. We know what we will need. And I think when we acknowledge the waves of life, it it becomes just a part of us, honestly. Like, without getting too cheesy, it's just who we are and it's our own story. And I think sometimes it's so easy because I 
trust me, I have been there where you're down and you're like, there's no way. Like, there's no way that I'm never going to feel this anxious again. I'm just always going to be stuck in this anxiety-ridden place. But there is a way and it does get better and it includes taking care of yourself and taking charge of your mental health and recognizing all of the patterns and getting familiar with yourself and being mindful and being ultimately gracious with yourself because that's what's going to help us, you know, take on the waves of life. But with that being said, that is five things I learned in therapy and I just want to thank you so much for listening. If you made it to the end of this and you decided to give this one a listen all the way through, just know that I am so thankful you're here and listening, honestly, because I want to have vulnerable conversations on this podcast. This specifically has been a topic that's been on my mind since, like I said, literally day one. So... Yeah, I hope you guys connected with it, and if you at all want to carry on this conversation, please send me a message. I would love to chat, and with that, I think I haven't done a 20-something girl reminder in a while, but this is your reminder to take care of yourself. Be the one to acknowledge your feelings because they're real, and to act on how to be the best version of yourself and be the happiest version of yourself and all of the things just but mainly take care of yourself because I know I need that reminder all the time (laughs) all the time so I'm just here to remind you as well because we are in it together but with that being said thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great day Bye, guys.